Good day, and welcome to the Matterport Fiscal Fourth Quarter 2022 Results Conference Call. All participants will be in listen-only mode. Should you need assistance, please signal a conference specialist by pressing the star key followed by zero. After today's presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To ask a question, you may press star than one on a touchtone phone. To withdraw your question, please press star than two. Please note today's event is being recorded. I would now like to turn the conference over to Mike Knapp, Vice President of Investor Relations. Please go ahead, sir. Thanks, and welcome to Matterport's fourth quarter and full year 2022 financial results conference call. After the market closed today, Matterport released results for the quarter and year ended December 31st, 2022. The release is available on the company's website at investors.matterport.com. This call is being recorded and webcast live, and a link to the recording can be found on the Investor Relations section of the Matterport website. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you that today's call contains forward-looking statements within the meaning of the federal securities laws, including, but not limited to, statements regarding Matterport's future financial results and management's expectations and plans for the business. These forward-looking statements are subject to numerous risks and uncertainties that may cause actual results to differ materially from those discussed on today's call. Additional information regarding the risks and uncertainties can be found in our filings with the SEC. All forward-looking statements are made as of the date of this call, and Matterport assumes no obligation to update or revise them except as required by law. In addition, financial references on this call will be on a non-GAAP basis unless otherwise indicated. These measures should be considered as a supplement to and not a substitute for GAAP financial measures. Reconciliation of each of these non-GAAP financial measures to the most directly comparable GAAP measure can be found in today's earnings slides, which are available on the company's website. Hosting today's call are R.J. Pittman, Chairman and Chief Executive Officer, and J.D. Fay, Chief Financial Officer. And with that, I'd like to turn it over to R.J. to begin. Thanks, Mike. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I am pleased to share that we have delivered record revenue of $41.1 million in the fourth quarter, up 52% from the year-ago period, with subscription revenue hitting a record of $19.3 million. Both of these figures exceeded the high end of our guidance range and demonstrate the success we can achieve as we execute on our plan to digitize the built world. This top-line increase combined with our continued focus on operating effectiveness, enabled us to post a net loss per share of $0.09 cents at the top end of our guidance range. In addition, our subscriber base crossed another milestone in the fourth quarter, surpassing 700,000 subs for a total of 701,000, up 39% from the year-ago quarter, while spaces under management increased to over 9.2 million spaces up 37% over the same period. For the full year 2022, we delivered record total revenue of $136 million as enterprise demand was robust during the calendar year and more than offset a subdued U.S. real estate market. We see the current economic environment driving more customers across facilities management, retail, AEC, insurance, and travel and hospitality towards our solutions to improve productivity and reduce costs. Increasingly, we are seeing Matterport's digital twin platform being viewed by our customers as an essential tool to maximize efficiency 
and unlock critical insights about their real estate worldwide. I believe the momentum we saw in the second half of 2022 is carrying through to 2023 and sets the stage for another record-breaking year. At Matterport, efficiency is a key focus for us, as it is for many other organizations facing the current economic challenges. We not only strive to improve the way we run our company, but also to support our customers in their efforts to tackle their most pressing business challenges. Our customers come from a range of industries, and many are just starting to discover the potential of our digital twin platform. That's why in the coming fiscal year, we are reinforcing our commitment to enhancing products and service adoption amongst our existing customer base. We aim to expand the ways in which our customers utilize our platform, enabling them to overcome cross-functional issues and gain new insights that will propel their businesses forward. Here are two examples. Through the acquisition of VHP Studios last year, we recently introduced Digital Pro to provide real estate professionals with a simple, all-in-one solution to market and sell properties with more speed and efficiency. We also partner with companies like AWS Twinmaker to help enterprise customers effectively manage their operations by seamlessly integrating IoT data into Matterport Digital Twins that are both photorealistic and dimensionally accurate. In simpler terms, Matterport is helping businesses and real estate firms save more time and money with their properties than ever. Later in the year, we will make property intelligence available to the public, a cutting-edge AI that can analyze any property or portfolio with speed and efficiency, producing tailored insights to meet the needs of any business. We have already begun collaborating with some customers such as Airbnb, which I will touch upon later. Next, I'd like to discuss the great progress we made during the fourth quarter in more detail. Then I'll hand it over to J.D. Fay to discuss our financial results and outlook for 2023. We introduced the Pro 3 camera in September, which has revolutionized 3D capture for the built world, setting new benchmarks for speed, accuracy, versatility, and fidelity. Equipped with cutting-edge LiDAR technology and advanced onboard software, the Pro 3 offers exceptional performance in a compact and portable design. The Pro 3's impressive features were well-received by our customers, leading to a 51% increase in product revenue from the previous quarter. The Pro 3 is just one aspect of our universal capture strategy, which allows us to create 3D digital twins from almost any capture device. This is because our solution is powered by Cortex, our AI-powered 3D reconstruction software that automatically generates thousands of digital twins every day with no humans in the process. Companies choose Matterport because of our unique ability to deliver precision results with such incredible speed and efficiency. And because a Matterport turns buildings into data, our digital twins comprise so much more than photography. We have the data to unlock new information about a building or space of any shape and size making it available to our customers instantly from anywhere in the world. One instance of our value-added insight was highlighted in Airbnb's 2022 winter release in November. Airbnb announced that it is using our property intelligence solution to analyze and verify a selection of Airbnb homes 
to confirm they meet accessibility standards for guests with mobility requirements. The new collection of listings is called the Adaptive Category, showcasing listings that have step-free access to the home and to one or more bedrooms and bathrooms, as well as other accessibility features. These property insights on Airbnb's platform are made possible through Matterport's AI-powered property intelligence technology. This proprietary technology automatically converts digital twins into valuable insights on a large scale, performing tasks such as identifying objects, including chairs or light fixtures, measuring door frame widths, pathways, room size, and much more. This technology will help companies improve their operational efficiency by allowing them to access essential insights and manage their properties from their digital twin from anywhere in the world. During the quarter, we were thrilled to attend the AWS reInvent 2022 conference hosted by Amazon to jointly unveil our new solution with AWS TwinMaker. This integration allows enterprise clients to effortlessly integrate IoT data into visually immersive, dimensionally accurate Matterport digital twins. The new solution supports the digital transformation efforts of enterprise customers and provides a convenient and cost-effective method for optimizing building operations, enhancing production, and improving equipment performance. The integration enables real-time remote monitoring, predictive maintenance, root cause analysis, virtual equipment design, and virtual training. There is an immense opportunity for enterprise customers, particularly in the manufacturing and smart building sectors, to leverage digital twins to gain deeper insights into their operations while increasing efficiency across the organization. And it didn't take long to catch on. Just last month, we announced that John Deere selected Matterport's digital twin platform and 3D capture technology to build a virtual operations center for remote management of over 60 facilities across North America, Europe, and India. Matterport's high-fidelity digital twins enable John Deere's facilities and operations teams to remotely track assets, materials, and project progress, plan for site changes, monitor factory vehicles, integrate real-time IoT data streams, and enable a single source of truth for effective global remote collaboration. Collaboration can occur in real-time or across working time zones within the Matterport Digital Twin to improve productivity and accelerate cycle times all while reducing the need for costly site visits. The digital transformation of the built world is just beginning, and our enterprise customers are quickly realizing the potential of our technology, and we are continuing to see significant expansion with our enterprise customers. And in the fourth quarter, nearly half of our subscription revenue came from industries outside of residential real estate, and nearly a quarter of the Fortune 1000 companies were using Matterport. Moving on to services. With the successful integration of VHT, we are extending our industry leadership with a more integrated, customer-focused approach to marketing properties online. Our new offering includes a comprehensive digital marketing solution that enhances our ability to promote property listings to their full potential. We call it Matterport Digital Pro. Introduced to the market last week, Digital Pro is the most innovative and affordable all-in-one property marketing solution available, offering professional-grade, 
high-definition photos, a 2D floor plan, a 3D tour, and a preview video for customers that's perfect for sharing on social media, all delivered within one to two business days. Everything is produced entirely from one digital twin in one appointment for one flat rate. Digital Pro is designed for agents who want to stand out at the listing presentation and use a more tech-forward approach to their marketing. Marketing and promoting real estate has never been easier and more comprehensive. The initial response to Digital Pro has been extremely encouraging, and we're just getting started. Now, before I hand it over to JD, I would like to bring attention to our inaugural ESG report, which, among many important aspects, showcases our company's values and dedication to making every building, every space more valuable and accessible. We are driving the digitization of the built world and making it virtually accessible to everyone. At Matterport, creating a more accessible and equitable world is not just a goal, but it's at the core of our business model. We believe in making our 3D capture technology widely available to anyone with a smartphone to reach more people and break down barriers. This purpose is reflected in our workplace culture, where we have always strived to attract diverse talent, provide equitable career growth opportunities, and create a welcoming and inclusive environment for all of our employees. Moreover, our digital twins have the potential to play a crucial role in reducing carbon footprint. This is truly inspiring. In 2021, our solution helped prevent the release of approximately 374 tons of CO2 into the atmosphere, which is the equivalent to the emissions of over 80,000 cars driven for a year straight. From this seminal report, it is clear that our digital twins hold tremendous power in combating carbon emissions and promoting sustainability. By facilitating remote operations and reducing the need for business travel, our platform is fast becoming a quantifiable testament to this. With continued efforts, our platform has the potential to play an important role in the fight against climate change and help businesses achieve their sustainability goals while saving time and money all along the way. I would now like to turn it over to JD to discuss our financial performance for the fourth quarter and the outlook for Q1 and the full year 2023. Thanks, RJ. We are pleased to deliver another record quarter for Matterport with total revenue of $41.1 million, up 52% from the fourth quarter of 2021, and above our guidance range of $39 to $41 million. The strength in our revenue was across subscription, services, and product categories, with subscription and product revenue hitting new records in the quarter. Subscription revenue rose to $19.3 million in the quarter, which was up 17% from the year-ago period and above the top end of our guidance of $19 to $19.2 million. In addition, our annual recurring revenue grew to a record $77.2 million. Of our record 701,000 subscribers at the end of the fourth quarter, we had 637,000 free subscribers and 64,000 paid subscribers. As I have noted on prior calls, subscribers to the Matterport service continue to increase their spend with us, and our net dollar expansion rate was 103% in Q4. This was down from 106% in the prior quarter. 
The sequential change was primarily due to small customers remaining cautious about their spending as macroeconomic uncertainty continued and customers in the U.S. residential real estate industry continued to face weakening industry trends in the quarter. At the same time, we continued to see strong expansion with our enterprise customers in the fourth quarter, particularly driven by customers outside of residential real estate. For example, in retail, facilities management, insurance, construction, and travel and hospitality. Notably, growth of subscription revenue from vertical markets outside of real estate from new and existing enterprise customers has continued to grow over the past several quarters. As a result, we now derive roughly 50% of our subscription revenue from non-real estate, up from approximately one-third in the year-ago period. Our product revenue was $13.6 million in the fourth quarter, more than double the year-ago period, and up 51% sequentially. This was primarily driven by robust customer demand for our new Pro 3 camera. Services revenue for the fourth quarter was $8.3 million, a 122% increase year-over-year, driven primarily by growth in all of our services offerings. Our service offerings include digital content for marketing residential real estate listings in the U.S., capture services, which rapidly captures our customers' physical spaces at scale with contracted certified Matterport technicians globally, and other industry-specific and in-app offerings. Moving on to gross margin, our total non-GAAP gross margin for the fourth quarter was 36%, which was down sequentially from 48% in the prior quarter. The sequentially lower gross margin was primarily due to a write-down of the value of a portion of our Pro2 camera inventory and related materials. We believe the better-than-expected demand for the Pro 3 camera has impacted the demand for Pro 2 cameras. Accordingly, we have determined that it was appropriate to reduce the value of the Pro 2 inventory. This expense was $5 million in the fourth quarter. Excluding this expense, non-GAAP gross margin would have been 48%, which would have been consistent with our recent historical performance. Our subscription gross margin was 75%, improving from 72% in the prior quarter. We are beginning to see scale benefits that we've discussed in prior quarters as we better leverage our support functions and increase our processing and hosting efficiency of digital twins globally. Product gross margin was negative 14% in the fourth quarter as compared to negative 11% in the year ago quarter. Excluding the expense associated with Pro2 inventory, product gross margin would have been positive 23% in the fourth quarter, up from 13% sequentially, driven by the strength in our Pro3 camera sales. Regarding operating expenses, research and development expenses were $10.3 million, down $2.1 million sequentially from Q3, or lower by 17%. This reduction in R&D spend reflects our commitment to operate more efficiently while still supporting innovation throughout the company. SG&A expenses for Q4 were $33.2 million, down $0.5 million sequentially from Q3, or lower by 2%. The decrease was primarily due to lower marketing campaign expenses. Accordingly, for the fourth quarter, non-GAAP net loss was $26.6 million, and non-GAAP loss per share was $0.09. Cents at the top end of our guidance range of a 9 to 11 cent loss. 
Weighted average share count was 289 million shares. We continue to focus on our path to profitability by carefully scrutinizing the operating expenses necessary to achieve profitability while realizing the sizable market opportunity in front of us. For example, our total operating expenses for the quarter declined by $2.5 million sequentially, or lower by 6%. And we held headcount flat at 590 people in Q4 compared to the prior quarter. The cost savings initiatives we implemented in the third quarter continue to yield benefits to our bottom line. Moving on to our balance sheet, which remains strong, we ended the quarter with $477 million in cash and investments, and we remain debt-free. We believe that we are more than fully funded to achieve our business plan. For full year 2022, we delivered a record total revenue of $136.1 million. This was up 22% from the prior year as subscription, services, and product revenue each hit all-time highs. Full-year non-GAAP gross margin was 45%, and our non-GAAP loss per share was $0.41. Our record Q4 ARR and improving trends in subscription gross margin places the company in a strong position to deliver continued growth this year, while our declining losses are evidence of our progression down the path to profitability. Today, we are introducing financial guidance for the first quarter and full year 2023. We expect to deliver another record year for the company as we grow the top line and improve our loss per share. That said, we expect the macro headwinds we faced in 2022, mainly characterized by our smaller customers becoming more cautious with their spend, will continue in 2023. In addition, the supply chain issues we experienced in 2022 have improved but are not completely resolved as we enter this year. Given these factors, we have widened our full-year guidance range relative to prior years. We feel confident we can achieve our objectives because we have the right solutions to help our customers drive sales while saving their organization's time and money. In addition, if we see relief from the macro and supply chain uncertainties, we believe we are well-positioned to outperform as we go through 2023. For the first quarter, we expect total revenue to be in the range of 34 to $36 million. We expect subscription revenue to be in the range of 19.3 to $19.5 million. We expect the balance of revenue to be split roughly evenly between the services and product revenue lines. We anticipate first quarter non-GAAP loss per share to be in the range of 9 to 11 cents. We expect full-year 2023 total revenue to be in the range of $153 to $169 million, with full-year 2023 subscription revenue expected to be in the range of $84.5 to $86.5 million. For the full year of 2023, we expect a $0.32 to $0.36 non-GAAP loss per share, which would represent a significant improvement from 2022. We remain committed to our path to profitability as we execute on our plan to digitize the built world and drive efficiency across our organization. We are proud of the improvements we made over the course of the year, our first full year as a public company. That resulted in a full year non-GAAP loss per share of 41 cents. 
nine cents better than the midpoint of the guidance we provided at the beginning of 2022. As we enter 2023, we believe we can continue to drive efficient growth and expect our full year 2023 EPS loss to improve by up to 22% from last year's level. Now, I would like to turn the call back over to RJ. Thanks, JD. Our record Q4 in 2022 results demonstrate the growing demand for our innovative solutions built around our digital twin platform. Our platform is becoming a must-have tool to help companies deliver measurable cost savings, operating efficiencies, and critical productivity gains in an environment that is requiring companies across end markets to become more efficient. Importantly, we have embarked on the next phase of our mission by launching our first value-added services on top of the Matterport Digital Twin, which are powered by AI and trained on more than 9 million digital twins and 28 billion square feet of space under management on our platform. Gartner expects global revenue generated from digital twin technology and related services to soar to more than $150 billion by 2030, a tremendous leap from $9 billion in 2021. Matterport has the world's largest subscriber base for digital twins. Our cutting-edge platform, powered by Cortex AI, has the capacity to scale significantly to automatically generate a digital twin for as many of the 4 billion buildings in the world that we can reach. With rapid innovation and market expansion, we will continue leading the category we created more than a decade ago, well into the next decade ahead. Thank you for joining us today. Operator, we are now ready for questions. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, you may press star than one on your touchtone phone. If you're using a speakerphone, we ask that you please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. To withdraw your question, please press star than two. Today's first question comes from Elizabeth Porter with Morgan Stanley. Please go ahead. Great. Thank you very much. You know, I first want to dig in on just the subscription revenue guidance. You know, I remember in the past that just the, the weakness in camera sales had weighed on subscription revenue for fiscal 22. And now that it looks like camera sales are seeing a recovery, kind of what limits kind of the flow through and attach to having better subscription revenue in 2023? You know, and then related kind of when can we start to think about some of the enterprise motion starting to drive some upside in the, the subscription revenue as well? Thanks, Elizabeth, for the question. Um, you're right. Uh, our camera uh, sales generate, uh, you know, paying subscribers and actually high, generally high uh, average uh, subscription revenue subscribers as, as well. And uh, so we're pleased, of course, that Q4 was a strong quarter for uh, camera sales. Um, and, and then as you noted, that will flow through into subscription revenue. And that's not the only way, of course, for uh, subscribers to get onto the platform. Uh, they can also do so through uh, our capture services uh, um, uh, service offering, as, as we've talked about, as well as using some of the other capture devices, including smartphones. 
Um, so all of these ways are um, uh, inroads into the, the subscription platform and ultimately into subscription revenue. Um, so we're starting to see uh, that relief in the supply chain happen. That's generating volume in camera sales, and I think that will flow through uh, in terms of steady growth in the subscription revenue line. Now, the last point is you may remember uh, in our Q3 call we released um, the Enterprise Essentials uh, package, which is a new pricing and service offering or subscription offering for, for large customers. And it's more value-based pricing, you know, targeted at the, the various vertical markets that um, are, um, you know, some of the major growth drivers of the business right now. And we've already started to close contracts with this new pricing and, and, and uh, feature set. Uh, so I anticipate we'll start to see some of that flow through uh, this year as well. So all of these things are coming together, I think, for, um, you know, 2023. Um, as as we sort of go through the year, and therefore I'm kind of optimistic uh, that we'll we'll start to see some acceleration as we get toward the back half of the year. Got it. And then just as a follow up, I wanted to touch on the NRR. Um, are you seeing SMBs churn off the platform, or is it just about less expansion? And if you could help us understand just the components between expansion, downsell, and churn impacting NRR for, for the most recent quarter and how you think about the trend into 2023. That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So in the uh, small and medium business cohort, uh, the churn rates have remained largely steady with our historical experience. So nothing really changing there. Uh, and, and so that leaves uh, essentially the expansion. And, and so we're seeing those smaller customers being more cautious about um, trading up to higher plants, uh, perhaps even ahead of some of their business activity, and instead looking at uh, filling up the plan capacity they have before they trade up. And so that's kind of the, the, the bulk of the, um, you know, kind of trends we're seeing with, with, with the muted uh, net dollar expansion rate or NDR. Uh, and then conversely, we, we continue to see very healthy trends in the enterprise cohort. Um, and, you know, that's flowing through to, to the, the mix of subscription revenue, which is now uh, nearly 40% enterprise versus small and medium business, uh, also continuing uh, to become more balanced as the quarters go on. Um, so those uh, differences between small businesses and enterprises um, continue. We saw them for most of last year. Uh, and we're seeing them as we as we enter and continue through the first quarter too, and I and I expect that to to largely continue through the course of this year, um, unless something changes in the kind of macro environment. And right now, we're, we're what we see is that the macro uh, environment that uh, uh, we've been experiencing experiencing over the last six months is, is going to continue through the rest of this year. Thank you. Thank you. And our next question today comes from Brent Braceland with Piper Sandler. Please go ahead. Hi, this is Mauro uh, jumping on for Brent. Thanks for taking our question. Um, so the first question I have is really around budget prioritization. Um, as your customers have maybe taken a closer look at budgets going into the year, where is Matterport shaking out in terms of budget prioritization 
uh, going into 2023 and how your customers thinking about the mission criticality of the Matterport platform. And then I have uh, one follow-up. Sure, I'll, I'll take that and, and jump in. Uh, and thanks for the question. And it really depends on the markets that we're talking about, right? At the, you know, at the center of recent conversation and certainly uh, focus for the company is enterprise. And in the enterprise, everybody is looking at their OPEX uh, by quarter and maybe even by month, quite frankly, and looking for ways uh, to create efficiencies in their business more than ever. We really saw that uh, development over the course of 2022 uh, really take off. And so what we've been quick to do is to help our enterprise customers and prospective customers understand the value proposition of Matterport, which is pretty straightforward. Um, you create a digital twin of your facility, your manufacturing unit, uh, or a collection of retail chains, and we dramatically reduce the cost of business travel and the time that goes into groups of people uh, that need to access those properties physically to do their building and space analysis, inspections, walkthroughs, and the like. This has been a huge boost and a huge improvement in the enterprise for customers that are looking to cut costs out of their organization, but that still have dependencies on their physical footprint uh, as part of their core business, right? And those examples I gave, you know, run right down the center of that fairway. And so we saw great success as companies were reevaluating what investments they're going to make. Um, we're now getting positioned uh, as a productivity driver and a cost saver uh, for these organizations, getting them just onto the platform initially. In other markets, like residential real estate, there's no question, you know, with interest rates uh, in the economy where it is, that that category has felt the pressure. Uh, for the last 10 years, the value proposition for the real estate agent, the homeowner, the home buyer, the home seller, has been if you put a digital twin uh, alongside your marketing activities for a given property, whether you're selling it or renting it, um, homes stay on the market, properties stay on the market for much less time and sell or rent uh, for a higher price, right? We have been proving that statistically year in and year out over the last decade. And so while the real estate market might be soft, there are still houses that are sitting out there looking for buyers. And Matterport speeds up that transaction, uh, creates buyer confidence by bringing more people into an open house in virtual form, giving them enough information to make a purchase decision, even without having to set foot in the property. And as we continue to push that value proposition, even into challenged markets like real estate, we still see an opportunity for us to grow our business um, across all of these different verticals. Got it, thank you, that's, that's helpful color. Um, and then just second question is uh, around, you know, I, I saw that you disclosed the overall net retention rate. I think it was around 103% for the quarter. Is there a net retention number that you track or a range that we can think about for NRR and enterprise customers or even for customers outside of residential real estate? Thank you. Yeah, uh, so we, we don't, while we don't disclose additional numbers around uh, net dollar retention or net dollar expansion rate, but what we have talked about over uh, the last several quarters is that there is a, a bit of separation between the enterprise and the small business customer 
in their respective, um, you know, NDRs. And uh, that uh, separation started in, about a year ago, uh, and prior to that, it was you know, there really wasn't a difference. But it, it, it did begin about a year ago. It's it sort of continued fairly steadily, and enterprise customers are expanding at a, a much higher rate than the, than the small business customer uh, these days. Uh, and that's been fairly steady for the last four quarters. Thank you. And our next question today comes from Young Kim with Loop Capital Markets. Please go ahead. All right, thanks. Um, congrats on a um, pretty a pretty solid quarter there. Um, you, you you got to the high end of the guidance range. Um, congrats on that. Um, just, um, J.D., in your prepared remark, um, you mentioned that you plan to focus more on existing customer base this year. Um, can you elaborate on that a bit? Um, I am assuming that you're targeting the enterprise business uh, with additional products and services. Is there more um, package or bundles you're um, plan on introducing that may be more vertical focus? Is that kind of what you're alluding to? And then also, if you do focus on existing customers, does that mean that we should expect to see slower growth in the um, you know, certain metrics such as uh, user count growth um, and even space on the management? Uh, th thank you. You know, we're, we're not, ex you know, um, focusing on enterprise customers to the exclusion of the new customers. So, so apologies if that was was unclear in their prepared remarks. So we we've got, I think, an equal focus on on those those types of cohorts. Um, what you know, what I'm discussing is, you know, we're finding that the enterprises are. Um, you know, particularly in the vertical markets outside of residential real estate, are looking for ways to, to save money and uh, make their businesses much more operationally efficient as well as meet some of their ESG goals. And, and this traction um, is something that we've been able to build on with new services, uh, particularly some of the enterprise essentials we launched in the uh, latter part of the third quarter. Um, and that's, that, the reception by those customers has been great. And so we're going to double down on that effectively. And in addition, we've um, essentially ramped our sales and marketing uh, groups and uh, aligned those campaigns and resources. That was a big investment for us uh, through most of last year. And uh, by the, the Q4 results, uh, you know, they have come online and they are productive, hitting uh, impressive attainment rates. And, and so we're going to essentially double down on all of those, those elements that are working. Uh, but at the same time, you will see new services come out later this year. Uh, RJ mentioned property intelligence, and the first of those offerings, uh, namely uh, that which is helping Airbnb and their accessibility and adapted categories for short-term rentals. Uh, so there's more to come uh, as well. So it's going to be a, a packed year, but um, I think equal weight on both existing and uh, new customers. Okay, and then um, um, thanks for that. And it's been a several quarters since we um, – it's been a while since we talked about the free capture app on iPhone and Android, um, you know, those free apps on the smartphone, smartphones. Um, clearly, these investments um, um, do take some time to generate return. So um, maybe, maybe it's a good time now, um, um, you know, uh, with the ramp of the enterprise and then also the Pro 3 – uh, selling pretty well that gives you instant um, uh, 
uh, monetization opportunity. If you, can, if you can give us some update on your strategy around these free downloads, um, both in the near term and long term, um, um, thanks. Sure. Uh, thanks for the question. Firstly, um, the freemium offering, the ability to scan a space of any kind, a home, an office, even a factory floor, using just a smartphone in your pocket is a powerful way to evaluate what Matterport has to offer. And as we discussed over a, a year or so ago, um, as this product really took hold, it was not just for the long tail of residential real estate and putting you know, a, a digital twin in the hands of every homeowner or real estate agent, but actually connecting with the enterprise and mid-market companies um, that now had a way to evaluate our technology without using one of our specialty cameras to get started. And that was an unlock and continues to be an unlock that fills the pipeline for mid-market and enterprise opportunities every day. Uh, and it is a low-touch, low-cost uh, way to get uh, very valuable customers, including Fortune 1000 customers, into our pipeline and into uh, our customer base. So that's number one. And we continue to expect for the near term uh, to lean into that even further for two reasons. Uh, not only do we have an opportunity to grab those new accounts that come by way of smartphone capture and turn them potentially into an enterprise, um, we have one of the highest conversion rates um, where these customers are organically converting from a free trial uh, to a paid subscription account, whether that's a starter tier or a pro tier or a business tier, all without uh, sales and marketing or human intervention, as we like to say. And that's the really efficient part of the business for us because it helps us build, you know, not just evaluators, but um, paying customers at scale. And finally, um, we are not done with unlocking the power of Matterport and the digital twin in residential real estate. Despite the pressures globally on that category today, there is enormous growth that lies ahead. And with the introduction of Digital Pro and the continued uh, advancements in technology in smartphone capture, we are covering that market from both ends. And residential real estate still represents the vast majority of the properties that make up the built world today. So it's always going to be a large opportunity market for us. And that in the long term uh, represents huge upside for us. So we're going to continue uh, to strengthen our offering from uh, the smartphone in your pocket um, to the Pro 2 and, of course, you know, the, the new flagship Pro 3 to ensure that every property has a convenient and suitable uh, entry point into creating their first digital twin and minimizing the friction of adoption uh, for SMBs and enterprises worldwide. Okay, great. Thanks for the update, RJ. Thanks. You bet. And our next question today comes from Bhavin Shah with Deutsche Bank. Please go ahead. Great. Thanks for taking my question. JD, can you just maybe elaborate a little bit more on your FY23 revenue outlook? I mean, you noted it's a pretty wide range. What are some of the assumptions that get you to the high end of the range versus the low end? How much of it is the uncertain supply chain on product versus other factors that might impact either service or subscription revenue? Yeah, great. Thanks. Uh, so the uh, the guidance for the year in terms of 
kind of breaking it down, uh, it's uh, first on the subscription line, it's fairly steady uh, growth rates that we've seen over the last two years, continuing into this year, kind of to the conversation we had a bit earlier in this call too. Uh, so that's fairly steady. Uh, I think there is an opportunity for those to increase, those growth rates and subscription to increase as uh, we see strength in, um, I think, the uh, enterprise cohort, and then, of course, if the small business customer uh, gains a bit more confidence, I think it will come back a bit stronger. In the services uh, revenue line item, uh, we will see a full-year contribution from our uh, new acquired business, HG Studios, as well as uh, uh, we believe some traction from the new digital pro offering that RJ talked about a bit earlier. Uh, and we're also starting, of course, from a, a seasonal low point in terms of the capturing activity in the residential real estate space. Uh, so that's essentially the assumptions in the growth line for services. And then finally with product, uh, year-over-year total is roughly flat. Uh, because we, uh, of course, had some uh, con supply chain constraints, as we've talked about, but then we expect those to uh, moderate as we go through uh, the rest of this year. And uh, in doing so, there is an opportunity for outperformance in that line item as well. Um, and so, you know, those are the kind of, kind of going in assumptions. And uh, as a result, I think that the um, guidance is, 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 is fairly uh, reasonable, and um, it kind of demonstrates a kind of continued growth trend like we've seen in the most recent quarters, so consistent macro also. Um, and then finally, you know, the outperformance can again come from, uh, you know, continued growth from those enterprise customers along with some of the new service offerings such as Digital Pro, and uh, if we see the small and medium business uh, kind of return to growth uh, as we go through the year. Super helpful detail there. Just, just maybe a little bit on the expense side. Can you just maybe talk about where you guys are focused in terms of driving further efficiencies with APEX in, in 23? And how does that maybe compare to other areas that you guys are focused on this year in terms of investing into the long-term opportunity? Thanks again for taking my questions. Sure, and J.D., maybe I'll take just the top of it. You take the uh, the bottom part of that question. Um, you know, at, at the highest level, um, one of the things that we're doing um, is really uh, focusing on productivity. As J.D. talked about a little bit earlier, 2022 was uh, a build year in, in many respects as we were fleeting up our sales and marketing organizations uh, to meet the capacity of the growing demand in mid-market and enterprise uh, and the large-scale Fortune 1000 customers we're bringing onto the platform. Uh, we're coming into the year with full strength, so we anticipate doing much more uh, with the organization we have, right, being able to drive up uh, more revenue uh, with less cost attached to it because we have uh, the momentum and the fleeted-up full uh, working force uh, ready to go. And uh, we're going to continue in R&D, product development, uh, and uh, across the roadmap, uh, prioritizing uh, deployments and product launches that are specifically geared towards um, accelerating adoption, which is ultimately uh, accelerating revenue growth as well. So the entire roadmap now uh, 
as well as the sales and marketing team are all in lockstep alignment uh, around that effort uh, to maximize our efficiency in markets uh, and to maximize uh, our ambitions around driving adoption and getting major market share. So as we do that, we're going to be pushing that top line up with even greater efficiency, and we, we like to see that. JD can talk about what we're doing on the cost side as well uh, to continue to take costs out of the organization while we're growing and accelerating. Yeah, that's right. And on a year-over-year -year basis, you know, we'd expect operating expenses to be roughly roughly flat uh, as well. Uh, our headcount uh, should be roughly flat. We're at 590 people uh, today. Um, uh, having uh, reduced our headcount uh, a bit last year already. Uh, we are scrutinizing all of our new program investments. We just finished a very large uh, one, which was the creation and launch of the Pro 3 camera and the Enterprise Essentials platform. Um, and so, you know, we can turn our attention to, to other programs, but that large dedicated program has rolled off now. Uh, we're driving efficiencies in marketing spend. Uh, we're very carefully analyzing all of our campaign and other initiatives there and looking for uh, that optimal uh, ROI in, in marketing spend. And then finally, we're improving our back office systems. Uh, we're making some very targeted investments to create automation um, and scalability uh, so that we can drive more throughput uh, in, in, uh, through the business and, and, and through the income statement with, with, with lower, essentially, manual effort. Uh, so there's a whole variety of uh, efficiency programs going on at the company on this drive to profitability. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes today's question and answer session. I'd like to turn the conference back over to Mike Knapp for any closing remarks. Great. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us today. As always, we appreciate your interest in Matterport, and we look forward to speaking with you on our next earnings call. Thanks, and goodbye. Thank you. This concludes today's conference call. We thank you all for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect your lines and have a wonderful day.